0: But I I just want to encourage you that God, God has spoken very specific things to me. And I'm going to share you some of what he said to me when I had my moment with him. Uh, I was sitting in my study. I was journaling. I'd just gotten done writing um, my prayer to him and asking him to speak to me. And the next thing I knew, I literally was in the presence of God. in in a in a very very thick like a dense experience with him where my eyes were barely open my eyes were closed and I could barely just barely see the outline of my journal in front of me and I was writing as fast as I could and the only thing that I could tell is that I was still on the page and I literally in that in that time frame it felt like about 10 minutes to me literally every single part of my body was buzzing and, and I wrote 14 pages of notes in that time frame. Felt like it was about 10 minutes. It was two hours. And in that place, the Lord spoke to me. And the, the main piece or the main crux of what he wanted to say was the importance of seeking first his kingdom. Seeking first his kingdom. Seek me first. Seek me first. Guys, we, we, we can so easily be caught up going after all of these different things. We're busy in life. We've got jobs and families and businesses and friends and hobbies and habits and stuff. There's so much stuff. And God literally arrested me in that time. And everything was about seeking him first. And for, for me, if I would seek him first, what he would do in my life, if I would prioritize his presence, what he would do. And in that, he began to speak to me about teaching you some spiritual disciplines. Our next series in January is called Holy Habits. And the Lord wants me to teach you specific things that will help you create habits in your life so that you can you can create a holy habitation for the presence of God, what would it be like if you could learn specific habits, specific things to do that would create an atmosphere, an environment where God wanted to live? That's where we're going. Uh, every year in September, around uh, Rosh Hashanah, which means the head of the year, I I begin to pray in August and September and ask the Lord to speak to me about what this next year is about. And, and it connects in and ties into the actual Hebrew year. See, we are celebrating the end of 2023, starting the beginning of 2024. On the Hebrew calendar, because of how meticulous they were with documenting the ages of people, if you read the Old Testament, if you read Genesis, it literally documents every single person from Adam, how long they lived, how many years, all of their generations, all the people that came after them, When you and all the way through. When you look in the New Testament, it documents the genealogy of Jesus every single generation, every single father to son, father to son, father to son, all the way through, all the way back to Adam, they have tracked every single year. And in the Jewish calendar, there have been exactly 500 or 5,784 years since Adam was created. Now we don't know what was in existence before Adam because the Bible says that the earth became formless and void and darkness hovered over the surface of the deep. And then God began to speak and create. So the earth became dark and void. We don't know what it was before. We don't know what could have happened before that, but we know it became dark and void. And then God started a new era, the era of the days of man. And that's what we're living in. And in the Jewish alphabet, there are letters just like an R alphabet, but every letter is also a number and every number is also a picture and every picture is also a word and every word is also a sentence. It's pretty fascinating. Very different than our ABCs when you look at it from a Hebrew perspective. So the year 5784 is actually a sentence. It's a pictograph. Five is the, is the number, and it's pronounced hay, and it literally looks kind of like this with a little, like a tent with a flap, and, and it represents, it, it's the word look or behold. It's about something that's come available. It's about an opportunity. The seven is the zayin, and it's, it's literally the pictograph of a sword held upside down with the hilt up and the tip down. And it represents supernatural authority from heaven to earth. The eight is the chet. And chet is like a, a fence or a protective barrier. It represents protection. It represents you being in a safe place or a protected place. And then the four is the galette. Four is the, is the pictograph of a man bent over or bowing in worship. And when you look at those five or four different uh, letters and numbers, what they say is, pay attention. Hey, look, there's a supernatural authority for divine protection for your worship and your sacrifice in this season. See, I don't know if you've noticed, but the world has gone crazy. And I asked Jesus to come back or at least take me home before the next election cycle, and he didn't do it. The last one I thought was going to kill me, and the one before that was horrible too. And the world's going to go nuts this year. Can I just go ahead and tell you that? If it's not nuts enough, it's going to go more nuts, and there's going to be more stuff stirred up, and more craziness, and more scams, and, and more ridiculous stuff. I mean, it's just, it's, gonna, it's just, that's the world we live in, y'all. It's the world we live in, chaos. And it's going to get darker, and God's light's going to shine brighter. And we have the opportunity in the midst of the chaos to be the ones that have the answer. In the midst of lack, we're the ones that have resource. In the midst of all the drama, we're the ones that have peace. We have the opportunity to be and live in this place of supernatural provision and protection and absolute sacrifice and worship. God is calling us to a place when it seems like you won't have time, when it seems like there's too much going on, when it seems like you can't afford to, when it seems like you just don't have the resource, God is calling us to a place of supernatural worship, sacrifice, service, giving, loving at the highest level. When the world is going absolutely psycho, God is calling us to love at a higher level than ever before, to give at a higher level than ever before. That's why God gave me a vision. Guys, we already have every single year, we give hundreds of thousands of dollars away to missions and ministries every single year. We have 24 different missions that we support every single year, five different churches that we've helped launch that we helps support a village in Africa ministries right here in town where we uh, help women that are in distress situations. And we literally s- help women find babies for, for their un- unplanned pregnancies or, or make a decision to keep a baby. We work with ministries and partner with ministries like that. We work with ministries that help uh, homeless mothers with children to get off the street and rehabilitate their life. We work with ministries that feed uh, people all across the city. We work, we have a village in Africa that literally we provide the water that, that, that sustains the life for about 20,000 people now because of your generosity and your sacrifice we have a, another ministry and i can't even tell you where it is in the middle east where we literally work with an organization that rescues children out of the child soldier slavery that is all over the middle east and these are uh, these are children that have been I mean, horrifically, every boy, every girl raped and abused, treated demonically and forced to do those things to each other. It's one of the ways they break them down And this ministry we support is rescuing kids by the hundreds out of that type of a lifestyle and rehabilitating them. And we can't even tell you where it is because we're on a live stream. And if they found out about it, they'd shut them down because you're not allowed to be a Christian in that nation. It's illegal to do what we're doing. I love breaking the law for Jesus. And in the midst of all of that, God said, dream big, dream big, dream big, dream big. So we set an audacious goal to launch seven new ministries on top of everything. Guys, it's not like we're stopping doing what we're doing. We're still doing all of that and on top of that seven new ministries that we're doing and can i give you a wonderful praise report because of your faithfulness that in this season of supernatural ability to because of a supernatural divine authority and protection to serve and give and love and sacrifice a million dollars worth of vision is what we dreamed up it's what the lord gave us and 25% of it has already come in and we're not even in the year yet how amazing is god we're not even in 2024 yet and already have a quarter of it that's already come in. Come on, what can God do when you and I partner together and sacrifice and say, what can, how can we be a part of this above our normal, above what we normally do? What can we do additionally? How many lives can we affect? How many kids can we save? How many homes can we restore? Guys, I'm telling you, God is calling us to a place where in the middle of chaos, we are peace. In the middle of all the psycho, we are rest. We have provision. In the middle of all the lack, God is calling us to that place, and it's a divine place of authority. It's a place of protection, and the number one thing he wants is your attention. He wants your attention. When I was caught up in that place, he was telling me, seek me first. Seek me first. Seek me first. I don't know how you do your to-do list, but I have a to-do list right now with 28 things on it. And every day I scratch things off and every day I add more things. And I, I feel like I just, it feels hopeless. You ever ever feel hopeless when you look at your to-do list? I got this and that and this and that. And it's all this. I can't delegate any of it. I got to do it all. Look, I'm a good delegator too. I can delegate some stuff. I'll get stuff off my plate so fast. But this is stuff I can't. I got to do it. It overwhelms me sometimes. Because there's too much. And here I am in this moment of prayer where I feel like I'm outside of my body. And this is what the Lord was saying. If you will prioritize being here, I will prioritize all that stuff. And while you are in my presence i'll be working on your behalf and when you are in my place of worship I'll be out there doing things and aligning things and preparing things and giving you the answer so that when you get up and you walk out of here you can go and do every single thing that you need to do with my ability with my prearranged uh, organization that when you walk out there you'll be able to be more abundantly productive than you could have ever been because I'm working on your behalf because you're prioritizing my life I'll prioritize your life. This is what the Lord is speaking to me and the peace that I had and the comfort that I had and the rest that I had, because I know that while I'm being still in his presence, he's working on my behalf and he's doing the things I could never do. He's aligning the things I could never align. God wants to work on your behalf. He's called us according to scripture, Romans chapter 12, 1, it says to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Did you know that everything about your being worships God? Did you know that every single cell of your body has a sound wave in it? When God spoke you into existence, his voice resonates through every cell in your body. Every cell in your body vibrates in worship unto him. You can try to not worship and you can't not worship because he made you to worship. The Bible says that the trees and the rocks and the streams and the mountains and the seas, all of it cries out in worship unto him. Every single created thing has a sound wave in it. Every molecule has God's voice inside of it. All creation worships him. You were called to be a living sacrifice. But we live in a world where everybody is about their own kingdom. Most of you have businesses. Your business has a brand. You work on building your brand. If you're not careful, your life can be about your brand. Your life can be about your kingdom. Now, you should have great business, and you should be exceptional, and you should build amazing things because God has given you gifts and talents and abilities to do incredible things for him and to make a difference in this world because of what he put inside of you. But if you do those things for you, you've missed the point. We're supposed to do them for him. He's calling us to build his kingdom, to advance his kingdom. Matthew six thirty one. Jesus says this, so do not worry saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear or how do I get my next client or what am I gonna do about this business thing or am I supposed to do what, all the different things, all the different things in life that we worry about, that we stress about, that we are frustrated. How am I gonna pay this and how am I gonna do that and what am I gonna do about these taxes and what am I gonna do about this debt and what am I gonna do about how I'm feeling today and what am I gonna do about this relationship? Jesus said, For the pagans run after these things and your heavenly father knows that you need them. He already knows. He already knows. Jesus then goes, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well, as well. You get the prize of his kingdom and you get the as well of all the other things that you needed because he already knew what you needed. I can't tell you how many times just in the last few months I've run into stuff, problems, situations, flat tires, dental bills, shenanigans. And and God had already worked out something in advance before I ever knew of the next tragedy. Provision was already on its way. And guess, I would would prefer it to be able, I would prefer to be able to just put something in savings instead of have a miraculous meeting of this whatever, $5,000 tooth or whatever. I'm not keeping track. One week before Christmas, I'm not worried about that. But God has a way of meeting every single need that you didn't even know you had because he's your father. And if you seek him first, his kingdom, his righteousness, all those other things will be added unto you as well. I got invited, and I'm gonna gonna extend the invitation to you. I got invited to, um, to be a part of something this year. And, and it's really cool. A number of uh, the pastors in town, I, I, always, I always love it whenever someone um, around here comes and maybe they, they're, they're new at our church and they come here from another church in town and, and they tell me that they're leaving this church and they have this and that going on and whatever. And I'm like, oh, I love that church. That's a great church. That pastor's my friend. It shuts up gossip real quick whenever you're friends with the other pastors in town. Guys, I, I, have, been, I have pastored in cities where none of the pastors like each other we're in a city where we're all friends. We meet together, we have lunch together, we pray together, we call each other, we check on each other. I got invited to be in a, in a Bible study with three other senior pastors right here in our region, right here in our city. It's significant churches. And, and, and I'm like, this is really cool. I've never been in a Bible study. I mean, a lot of people think that churches are competing against each other, oh my God, they've got that Bible study. We better get that Bible study. I mean, we we don't want our people to leave here and go over there because we don't have that Bible study. Oh my gosh, they got a new playground set. We better get a new playground set or all people are gonna leave. My God, if people are leaving because of a playground set, we got bigger problems. But imagine, imagine what could happen when four or five pastors in a city start reading their Bible together. Not competing against each other, sharpening each other. I could list all these churches, you'd know, you would know these churches. I'd list them off, you'd know the churches. They're, they're significant churches in our city, working together for the kingdom. What can God do in a region where the pastors work together instead of fight against each other? What can God do in a region where, where, where the people in the church, where, where, where what could happen if we're all focused on the same goal? the same end. I think miracles could happen. I think revival could happen. I think salvation could happen. So what, what I want to do, and and we're going to talk more about this next week as well, but January 7th, we're going to start a fast. You can begin to pray about it. I'll teach about it next week a little bit and and add it in. We're going to start the new series, Holy Habits. And, and I want you to begin to pray and ask the Lord what he might want you to lay down. I'm going to be pretty aggressive this year. I'm going to be, I'm going to go hard. I'm going to go hard. I'm going to make it hurt. Personally, I'm going to make it hurt. Uh, there's nothing that makes me pray like being hungry. There's nothing, there's nothing that makes me feel desperation. I, you can look at me, take one glance and know I like to eat, baby. I am, I am not afraid of that at all. I loved it. I love food. Food is good. Praise God. But I'm going to make it hurt. And, and, and here's what you need to understand. Not to move God to move me. I, I, I want to get my own attention. I want to shake some stuff up in my own life. So begin to pray about that. But I'm going to invite you to go on the same Bible reading journey that I'm going to go on with these other pastors. And what there are other churches in our city that are going to be doing this exact same Bible reading journey the exact same way. And, and I want to invite you to go on this journey with me. And I'm just going to show you what to do. Can, can we do that real quick? Do you, do you have on your phone, do you have the Bible app? Yep. They're going to put up on the screen real quick. It's the it's just called The Bible. It's by YouVersion. It's the number one app. Did you know this? The number one app in the world is the Bible app. Oh, yeah. Created by a church out of Oklahoma. Come on, good things come from Oklahoma like me. <laughs> and uh, this Bible app right here, just called Holy Bible, whatever, the Bible app. Download that if you don't already have it. This Bible plan right here, I'll move out of the way. If you want, you can take a picture of it or whatever. We'll email this out and send this out, um, whatever, as well. But it's called, it's called Own It. See in the middle right there, O W N I T, Own It 365. So you're going to look up, and in that app, you go down to the bottom of the screen. There's a little button. There's four little icons. One of them says plans. You click the plans button. You can do it right now. Just so click plans. And then you type in own it, O-W-N-I-T 365. There'll be three or four different own it Bible reading plans. And pick the one-story one. It's not the entire Bible in a year, it's a little easier to do, but it's it's the main, it's the main story of the Bible, all compressed. And it'll take you maybe 10 minutes a day. That's it. But, but along with doing that, I'm gonna ask you to do one discipline with, with us. And these other pastors in this other church will do the same thing. Um, this one discipline is we're gonna do a an actual Bible reading journal style called SOS. Put this up on the screen. Thank you, sir. SOS. Everybody can remember SOS. So what you do is you can do this, and, and what's cool is in that own it thingy at the bottom after you read through the devotional part in the, in the chapters, the last one is talk about it. So you can invite, you can make it public, and you can, you can talk with your friends on that inside of the app on this, and you can actually put your Bible notes into the talk about it section. Um, and so the S, the first S says, it stands for the word say. What is this verse saying to me? So you, you may have read 15 or 20 verses or whatever. And you pick one verse that really speaks to you. And then you write a little sentence or two about what do you feel like God is saying to you personally about that verse. And then the next thing you do is you say, you look at the O. O is for obey. What are you going to personally obey? So now you write down, here's what I'm going to obey. I'm going to move around so you can keep taking pictures. Here's what I'm going to obey. Uh, In this verse, I'm going to do this today inside of this verse to obey this word of God. The last S is for share. And this is the one I'm most excited about. Then you begin to write in your little journal there. Who who am I going to share this with today? Today, every single day, I just spent time with the Lord. I, I feel like God is saying something to me. Here's how I'm going to obey it. And then you pick someone in your life. Someone in your, maybe you're driving your sister to the airport, or maybe you're going to go see your parents, or maybe you're going to talk to a neighbor. Maybe you got this one barista named Bob that you see every single day when you go get your coffee. And you're going to—is it barista? Oh, if it's a dude. Or I don't know if it's like Spanish, or is it O, or I don't know. Okay, anyway, Bristo Bob. Uh, so, and, you, and you're gonna, and just, who am I gonna share this with? What would happen if thousands of Christians around the city of McKinney and Frisco and Anna and Prosper and wherever, what would happen if thousands of us, every single day, were reading our Bible, asking God to speak to us, showing us what he wanted us to obey today, and then looking for someone in our life every single day to share What God was saying. What could happen in our lives? I'll tell you what could happen. We could become the evangelists that God has called us to become. The number one thing God is speaking to me about in our church is for us to become the evangelists that he wants us to become. People that share his love. Not just go through our day and build great businesses and love our kids and go to the baseball games and whatever. No, no, no. People that actually share the love of Jesus with other people. Reading your Bible... And obeying it is the number one habit to transform your life. God's word in your life, applied and obeyed and shared, will rat- will radically transform your life. And I'm inviting you to go on the journey with me. And don't 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 be. Um, it, it, you do it every day. Ten minutes. Wake up. In fact, here's my encouragement. Make him first priority. Don't get on your social. Don't check your emails. Don't look at business. Don't do any of that. Don't make your list for the day. Forget that. That's after. In fact, you'd be better off making your list for the day, the night before, and go to bed. Get it all out of your head. When you wake up, very first thing, okay, you can make a cup of coffee because Jesus loves coffee. All right? I'm just telling you. He loves it. Strong coffee. Black coffee, too. Uh, so, but, but, man, get your coffee or your hot tea or whatever and get with Jesus and start your day, number one, first priority is connect to God. Number one, first priority, connect to God. You're not reading it to check a box. You're reading it to hear his voice and apply it in your life and find someone to share it with. This will radically transform your life. Will you do this with me? We can all do this together. It might give you the cheat notes. You'll know what I'm going to preach next week because you're reading the same verses I'm reading. Who knows? God might do. We're going to worship one more song, but I want to pray for you today. Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask you to draw us to you. Draw us to you. Holy Spirit, move. Holy Spirit, move. We love you. We give you praise. We give you praise. If you need to get your life right with God, this is a wonderful moment to do that. Don't leave 2023 without your life being right with God. If you need to make him the Lord of your life, just do it right now. Say, Jesus, I make you Lord. I'm going to live for you today. I'm going to live for you this year. I'm going to live for you for the rest of my life. Thank you, Jesus.